Living with Jim Brogan. Your source of information for living the best years of your life, your way. For more than a decade, host Jim Brogan and his expert guests have come together each week to share important news and advice that can impact the lives and well-being of those who are retired and those nearing retirement. Learn about issues like health and fitness, financial planning, social security benefits, investment advice, and more. And now, here's the host of More Living, Jim Brogan. And good morning, East Tennessee, and welcome to More Living with Jim Brogan, where it's all about living the best years of your life your way. This is News Talk 98.7 WOKI, and I know, you know, after weeks of social distancing, Americans are slowly emerging from their homes. There's no telling when the country will be fully back to normal. I think it'll probably be quite some time or even what the new normal will look like. But I know everyone looks forward to an economy that is fully up and running again. And while many Americans have been negatively impacted by the COVID-19 pandemic, there's no reason why you can't make a plan to help get your finances on track and ready for the future. Now, some might be confused by how the stock market can see signs of recovery amid such poor economic news and these high unemployment numbers. So we'll discuss how the economy and stock market are different and why the market might be showing signs of recovery. Uh, With a volatile market and a delayed tax filing and payment deadline, your tax burden might not seem as important right now, but when it comes to your retirement income, having a long-term tax minimization strategy in place is crucial. You've heard me say many times, you have more tax control of your taxes in retirement typically than at any other time in your life. So we'll discuss how record unemployment may affect Social Security reserves down the line and how it could lead to higher taxes in the future. So if you believe there is potential for tax rates to go higher, you may want to have a strategy in place to minimize taxes in retirement. And I think in this investment climate, when we look out over the next decade, it's going to be crucial to minimize taxes. Before you make plans for what you'll do when you can eat out and travel again, consider making a plan for your financial future. There are so many components to a comprehensive retirement plan, social security maximization, an income strategy, investments to support income, tax minimization, everything has to work together. So in today's show, we're going to talk about the future of social security, the future of our tax system. We're going to talk about the details of Roth conversion and tax planning opportunities and also a new at-home COVID-19 test. Uh, But first, let's discuss the economy and the stock market. So, you know, the the, the market has really been, been rallying. Of course, we saw this very, very fast downturn in the month of March. And then we've made back about half of the gains, maybe a little more than half of the gains when you look what happened Thursday. Uh, but roughly half of the gains in April and early May. At the same time, we have record unemployment numbers we haven't seen since the Great Depression. You know, how can we be getting numbers of more than 20 million jobs being lost in April and the stock market rallies? 
You know, the COVID-19 lockdown has pushed the unemployment rate, certainly over 15%. Many would say true unemployment is over 20%. And we're looking at, you know, most economists that I really listen to that I think are really smart and have great track records estimating contraction of our economy in the second quarter of anywhere from 20 to 35% economic contraction. Now, one of the reasons, you know, I think that this is so unusual when we look at the economic news versus the stock market performance is, you know, as I've discussed many times through these last couple of months is this market downturn, this bear market wasn't driven by fundamental problems in the economy. It was caused by a healthcare crisis, a life crisis, really, in the pandemic. Now, then that has led to economic crisis. But the fundamental underlying economy prior to all of this was strong. So that's, I think, one picture into why we're seeing so much inconsistency between, you know, we get this bad economic news and then the stock market's doing pretty well. You know, the market and the economy are not joined at the hip. They, they ultimately get to the same place. And I've used the analogy in the past, it's kind of like walking your dog without a leash. You know, you're walking through your neighborhood, your dog's going all over the place, and you eventually get to the same place, but, but in a completely different way. And the market is a forward-looking instrument. So, you know, it's looking forward three months to as many, as many as 12 months or even longer sometimes. And, you know, it's, what it's telling me right now is, hey, this market, bear market wasn't caused by, you know, fundamental problems in the economy and in U.S. companies. It was caused by a healthcare crisis that made us temporarily stop the, the economy. And as the economy reboots, we'll see a rapid recovery economically. That, to me, is what the market is telling us. Now, that doesn't mean the market is right. So, you know, what does this really mean? And you know what? If you have the right kind of financial plan, I want to talk about why in the short, you know, in the next two or three years, it really shouldn't even matter in your financial plan. I mean, when we're looking out three or four years, I do think this will be in the rearview mirror. I mean, it may change fundamentally to some degree how people work and how we do things. But it's not going to, you know, it is going to be in the rearview mirror, I think. I mean, I could be wrong, but that's what I think. So in a good financial plan, what happens, whether this takes six months or two years or three years, in a good financial plan, especially in retirement, it really shouldn't matter. So we'll, we'll, we'll just talk about all that. So, you know, the, where is the market headed in the next few months? You know, certainly here in Tennessee, we're seeing the, the economy start to open back up, and we're, we're getting wind that the governor wants to start accelerating that. And, you know, certainly a lot depends on consumer spending in the next few months in terms of what do, what do the next three to six months look like in the market? You know, if the market is looking at, you know, is the investors are kind of expecting that V-shape recovery, which means picture a V in your mind. So the market goes down and hits that down point, and then it just rapidly goes back up. 
if that's the type of recovery we have, that's what I think the market has priced. Now, if we don't see consumer spending really start picking up and as people go back to work and we get worse economic news than expected, this could last longer. We could see more of a U-type recovery. And so the U, think of a U, you know, you stay down there a little bit longer. Now, nobody really knows where we're going, right? I personally think it's going to be more like a U. I think this recession is going to go into the fall, maybe into 2021. Um, you know, I don't know that the economy will fully start trying to get back to true normal, whatever that new normal looks like, until the, the back half of 2021. You know, we're going to start waking up. We already are. The economy is. But it's going to take some time. And if it does take longer, and it's more of a U-shape recovery than a V-shape recovery, if it does take longer, then the market, if the market truly is pricing in a faster recovery, then we're going to see much, much more choppiness in the markets. We'll have downswings and we'll have upswings. All right. So that's kind of, I think the markets are just going to be really choppy through the, you know, for at least for the next few months. Now, I don't know. The market could recover and the economy could come right behind it. Um, you know, but in the short term, you know, the shorter term, the forecast, I want to be clear on this. The shorter term, the forecast, the more it's just a guess. The longer term the forecast, the more sure we become of things. Now, nothing's certain in economies and markets, but the longer term, the more sure we are. So like when I was talking about, I think the market in, in three to four years, not the market, the economy, this COVID-19 problem, in three to four years, I said, I think it'll be pr predominantly in our rearview mirror. I think most people I've said that to have agreed with that. See, that's looking a little bit more long term. When we look out three or six or even 12 months, it's more of a crapshoot. We just don't know. All right? So in a fundamental financial plan, we got a plan for this stuff. Now, I do want to be really clear on something. I do think eventually we come out of this and America, and America continues to be strong. Now, in the next segment, we're going to talk about taxation in the future and the implications of government stimulus. How does that affect your Social Security benefit? How does that affect your taxation down the line? And there are concerns there. But don't ever bet against the American economy. And that actually is something that Warren Buffett talked about a couple of weeks ago in his annual shareholder meeting. It was his first ever virtual shareholder meeting. And I think he had a few things that were very interesting to me. He, he remains convinced that nothing can basically stop America. There's just tremendous uncertainty in the short term. We've never faced anything quite like this crisis, but we have faced tougher problems than this. And that the effect of the virus is still very hard to evaluate. In other words, in the short term, it's very, very unpredictable. Longer term, don't bet against the American economy. He's very, he's still very optimistic, but the fallout is very unclear and hard to compare to past crises. So again, very unstable potentially. But he said in the end, the answer is never bet against America. 
but that's with a longer term view, which is kind of what I'm talking about here. So how do you have a plan that kind of reduces or, or even eliminates the impact of this short-term volatility? Well, one is to assess your risk tolerance. I mean, we have bear markets. If the market goes down another 30%, you know, how much are you willing to lose? Now, you know, pat, measuring past risk, believe it or not, we can be pretty darn accurate about predicting future risk. So, you know, there's a lot of things we can do. I mean, we can't ever be sure, but past risk is a better predictor of future risk. We know that, you know, past returns are not a great predictor of future returns, but we really can measure risks. Anything can happen in a 90-day, 30-day, 120-day period. But over a period of a few years, we can pretty accurately assess risk. How diversified is your portfolio? You know, you shouldn't just be in the U.S. stock market or in just stocks in the U.S. and abroad. But what does your diversification look like? What is your mix between U.S. and foreign stocks? Uh, how much traditional bond exposure do you have? You have to be very careful with traditional bond exposure because interest rates are so low. Do you have alternative asset classes like commodities and energy? Do you have real estate investment? Real estate, you know, coming out of this should continue to benefit from a low interest rate environment when you look longer term, when we get through all this. How diversified is your portfolio really? Many, most portfolios I look at in my office are really not that diversified. They're just going up and down with the market. And hedging risk with, with traditional U.S. bonds could be very, very dangerous to your wealth over the next 10 years. There are other ways to introduce stability to your portfolio. And then how are you going to secure income in the short term? You know, you need stability of income in the short term. It doesn't depend on the market, but you need long-term growth of income in the long term. Five, 10, 15 years from now, you need income to grow because of inflation. So you need a plan that provides stability in the short term, growth in the long term. All of these things are important. Now, I do want to tell you, I have just released an on-demand webinar called Keep Calm and Retire On. And you can sign up for and watch that on-demand webinar. It is about 30 minutes long, and I try to, in 30 minutes, give you as much as I can about how to successfully plan, remain calm, take out emotion, and have a plan that will work for you in these choppy markets. If you go to my website, broganfinancial.com. Up, up on the top menu bar, there's a webinar button menu. Click on webinar. It'll bring you right to the page and you can register to get my on-demand webinar. Again, keep calm and retire on. I help you wrap your arms around this and be successful creating a financial plan where you can stay calm and know that the short, whether this takes six months or two years, in a good plan, it really shouldn't matter. You'll be successful. Because in the long term, I do believe America wins. Now, when we come back, we're going to talk about the tax implications for the long term. And how might that affect your Social Security benefits? So don't go away. You're listening. <laughs> Excuse me. The allergies are getting to me a little bit this morning. But you're listening to More Living with Jim Brogan right here on News Talk 98.7 WOKI. Carry on my wayward son. 
Listening to More Living with Jim Brogan. During the week, Jim is a financial advisor, an author, and speaker with an MBA from the University of Tennessee who specializes in helping people in or near retirement plan for the next phase of their lives. You can reach Brogan Financial during the week at 865 862 6800 or on the web at BroganFinancial.com. And now, here's Senior Market Advisor Magazine's 2011 National Advisor of the Year and host of More Living. Jim Brogan. Welcome back and thanks for tuning in. This is More Living here on News Talk 98.7 WOKI. I'm your host, Jim Brogan, and we're, ta- we're going to talk in this next segment, segment about the effect. What are the long-term implications of this government stimulus that's come out of this health care crisis? I think it's pretty important to consider the long-term implications because I think there are some opportunities right now to take advantage of some things to benefit you down the road, and I think you're going to need to be looking at those things. You know, many world leaders have compared this to wartime, and there's been a similar increase in the government's role, not just here in the United States, all over the world, with trillions literally trillions spent to combat the economic effects of the virus and the national debt increasing, what are the implications for our income taxes in the future? And, and, you know, it's not just the stimulus and the debt. It's what has the Federal Reserve been doing? Now, I think a lot of what's – please don't misunderstand me. I think a lot of what's being done – has been very necessary to prevent a global depression, both here and all over the world. Now, I don't agree with everything that's been done. I think some of it hasn't been targeted correctly, but I do think a lot of it was very necessary. And a lot of the Federal Reserve uh, stimulus and opening up the printing press and injecting cash is very, very important. Now, there's a few things they've done, too, that have some precedence for down the line, but it's done two things. The government's spending a ton of money that we don't have that creates an increase in our debt, and interest rates are at historic lows. So the government's printing a ton of money, the Federal Reserve, that's driving rates down. Rates are pretty much at zero. Rates could go negative. I'm not going to talk about that today. What are the long-term implications, though, of negative interest rates? And then where might taxes go in the future? You know, as the coronavirus spread, the government really has made unprecedented economic interventions. They've promised large sums of money to support businesses and workers. Many central banks have pledged to buy nearly unlimited amounts of government debt to backstop government borrowing. Will more Western government spending now lead to higher taxes in the future? Tony Travers, a professor of government at the London School of Economics, who advises the UK government, says that it will be hard for government not to increase spending on health care 
in the future, not just right now. You know, after World War II, countries like the UK pushed up taxes to finance new social social safety net programs. And even if there's not a new government program, there now is the precedent of government directly supporting those out of work much more substantially and the government supporting businesses that are having trouble as it creates backstop and funding. The national deficit continues to increase. There are concerns about budgets and deficits. They're ignored when we're in the midst of emergencies. But the U.S. government debt next year could, could rise to 130 or 140% of GDP, gross domestic product. We've been a little over 100% of GDP. You get much higher than that, it starts to become pretty dangerous. The highest we've ever been when we look at our debt compared to our economic output, U.S. debt to GDP, the highest we've ever been, 121%, right after World War II. Like I said, a lot of this government response is similar to what you'd see in wartime. But then, the, then when the war is over, you know, what happens coming out of that? And in the past, we've recovered from that. So please don't get me wrong. I think the future of America, as Warren Buffett said, don't ever bet against America. But there are challenges that we've got to be thinking about. Okay? So, you know, what does this mean as we move forward? How can you minimize your tax bill in the future? You know, anything you can do today, number one, we know we have a guaranteed tax increase in 2026. Because the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act, the personal income tax side of that goes back to the old rates in 2026. It is a guaranteed tax increase under current law without an act of Congress. Now we add all of this debt and these deficit, and this deficit spending onto the table. And again, I'm not saying a lot of that's not necessary to stave off a depression. But then eventually that's got to be dealt with on a long-term basis. So then what happens to tax rates in the future as we get into the 2030s, long-term, 10 years from now? Well, if you look at every industrialized country pretty much in the history of the world, but especially in the modern era, what companies, countries typically do, the first thing they do is increase income taxes. If you look at the history of it, then the second thing they do is cut spending, cut government spending. So if they increase income taxes, number one, we know we have a tax increase in 2026. Then what kind of additional tax increases do we have down the line 10, 15 years from now? So taxes today, it's, they're, they're pretty low. We know they're going up in 2026 and they may go up a lot more for those that pay taxes. So it's almost as if right now taxes are on sale. Now, many of you this year have a year where you can really do some effective tax planning. You know, maybe you're not going to have as much earned income this year. Maybe you were furloughed and you're going to be furloughed for a couple of months or three months and your taxable income is going to be way down. Or maybe you're 74 years old and you don't have to take a required minimum distribution this year because of the CARES Act. So your taxable income now, you have an opportunity to keep your taxable income really low this year. And that gives you two big opportunities. It gives you an opportunity, primarily, it gives you an opportunity 
to maybe realize long-term capital gains at a 0% tax rate because you can have taxable income on your tax return prior to deduction, a married couple of about $105,000, and about any portion of that that's long-term capital gains is taxed at zero, which is tremendous opportunity. And for a single filer, it's about half that. But you also might have an opportunity to Roth conversion in a low tax bracket now as a hedge. In other words, there's a hedge factor there. You're 64 years old, and where tax is going to be when you're 78 and you're taking minimum distributions from your IRAs. So you have an opportunity there to maybe hedge future tax rates by getting more money into raw IRAs. Now, there is an upfront tax cost. You've got to evaluate that in your financial plan on Roth conversion. Can you afford to pay that upfront tax cost? But it could be a very effective strategy and tool for down the line. So you need to be looking at tax planning. Now, the other thing I want to mention is Social Security benefits. There's been a recent, the 2020 Social Security report projects, and by the way, I'm going to talk about Roth conversion more in the next segment, but the Social Security report projects that the Fund for Retirement Benefits will run short in 2034. They'll run out of money. And with increased joblessness, Social Security could be in jeopardy early, earlier as much less is collected in payroll taxes. According to the trustee report, and this report was done prior to the pandemic, which they have emphasized this study, an immediate 3.14% payroll tax increase would be needed to close the gap. In other words, right now, there's a 12.2% payroll tax. You pay half of that, and your employer pays half of that. Somebody that's self-employed has to pay all of it. They're saying that 12.2 would have to go up to over 15.4. Right? And if we wait till 2035, it would have to go up to, to, to over 16.5% if you increase payroll taxes. So there currently aren't any plans to, to raise payroll taxes. In fact, there's a possibility we'll get a payroll tax cut in response to the COVID-19, which creates a bigger issue down the line. Now, don't get me wrong, Social Security benefits, I don't think they're going to take that away. They'll probably raise retirement age for people under 55 years old, people like me. I'm 50. They may do it for people under 60. I think you potentially will see some means testing for Social Security benefits. We already have that, meaning the more you make, the more of your Social Security benefit is taxed. The more you make, the more Medicare premium you pay. So I think they'll do more of that. Bottom line, if you're close to retirement, I don't think there's going to be a big fundamental change in Social Security. I think the bigger issue is overall taxation and making sure you maximize your Social Security claiming strategy. You've heard me say it. I like to say that Social Security is the most important election that you will vote on in your retirement benefits. What should be your strategy? There are tens of millions of dollars that go unclaimed every year or strategies that minimize. According to a a recent report, less than 5% of Social Security beneficiaries optimize their withdrawal strategy. 
their strategy for drawing Social Security benefits. How do spousal benefits affect your strategy? What about widow and widower benefits when one spouse dies? There are so many things to keep in mind. Can you afford to delay your benefit? All this critically important. Okay, tell you what, we're going to get to our next break. When we come back, we're going to talk about Roth IRA conversion and other tax planning opportunities. So don't go away. You're listening to More Living with Jim Brogan, only on News Talk 98.7 WOKI. weekly radio show, television news appearances, and adult education classes taught at the University of Tennessee and Pellissippi State Community College. Jim taps into his extensive knowledge and experience to address issues important to living your best retirement. Join Jim every Saturday morning at 9 a.m. here on Newstalk 98.7 WOKI and visit him online at broganfinancial.com. And now, here's the host of More Living, Jim Brogan. This is Living with Jim Brogan, where it's all about living the best years of your life your way. It's News Talk 98.7 WOKI, and we're talking about tax planning, the future of government benefits, and all of those kinds of things. If you'd like more information, check us out online, broganfinancial.com. Uh, right now, we've got a report, Market Volatility in the New Age. It is a download. It's complimentary. You can download that report it's fairly meaty, but not too long. It's a pretty easy read about planning for volatility, retirement planning in an uncertain world. Also, uh, I have just released an on-demand webinar. It's about It's right at 30 minutes long called Keep Calm and Retire On, because with the right kind of retirement plan, you can be calm with this short-term volatility. And whether it takes six months to recover or two years or four years to recover or three months, you can have a plan to keep calm and not be impacted in the short term by short-term volatility. Stability of short-term income with growth of long-term income with growth of long-term investments. I would encourage you to go to my website at broganfinancial.com. You can click on the webinar button at the top menu, and you can register to get that and watch that on-demand webinar. I would urge you to do that. Also, you can follow us on Twitter and Facebook. You can also subscribe to my month to my weekly e-blast where I just provide links to all of the content that I put out to try to help you make informed and prudent decisions that can impact the quality of your life. In this next segment, I'm going to talk about Roth conversions and tax planning. You know, one advantage of the Roth IRA is you don't have to pay income tax when the money's withdrawn. None of the growth is taxable if you hold it for five years. And there is no minimum distribution. You, you don't have to ever take money out of your Roth. Now, when your kids inherit it, it does, or whoever your beneficiary is, other than a spouse, it has to be taken at, at the best case scenarios within 10 years. But you don't have to ever take it out of your Roth. So, you know, think about it. Where a Roth IRA makes sense as compared to a traditional IRA is when your tax rates in the future, when you take the money out, 
your tax rates in the future are likely to be higher than they are now. Now, for those of you that are still working, don't overdo that. Your taxable income is going to drop substantially in retirement. Well, Roth IRA probably doesn't make as much sense as traditional 401k or Roth 401k versus traditional 401k. Because on the, on the traditional, you're getting a tax deduction now while your taxable income is much, much higher and it'll be lower in retirement. However, will it really be that much lower in retirement? What will it be once you're 72 years old and you have to start taking out roughly 4% from your taxable IRA and 401k. So there's a lot of layers here. But then I've talked about the fact that income tax rates are likely to go up in the future. Well, we we know they're going up in 2026, and they're likely to go way up in 10, 15 years. So Roth conversion planning is the idea of saying, I'm going to take some IRA now, and I'm going to convert it to Roth where my tax bracket maybe is lower now, and then I'm going to take it out I have more money when I'm 75, 80, 85. I've got more money that's tax-free. And what are tax rates going to be when you're 75 or 80 or 85? So it could be a very effective tax planning tool or a hedge to protect you against what I think is going to be a completely different tax structure when we get into the 2030s. So when you do a Roth conversion, you're basically taking money out of your IRA and you're paying tax on it now. And then once it's in that Roth, it's called a Roth conversion. And then once it's in there, after five years, it's tax-free forever. If during the five years you need money, you can get your principal. You just wouldn't want to touch that interest, but you can get the principal. But then the funds can be taken tax-free later on. You just don't want to do that if your tax bill is larger right now. There's also an upfront tax cost. Can you afford to cover that upfront tax cost? That's very, very important because you don't want to deplete your money or have too big of a hit or shock to your nest egg in that first five to 10 years in retirement. That first 10 years has a disproportional effect on your long-term retirement outcome if you live for, say, 30 years. So you just got to be careful. It takes a carefully customized, constructed financial plan. Then, as I mentioned, you don't have to take RMDs from a Roth. So now your taxable income at 72 is lower. And if you have been furloughed this year, maybe your taxable income is lower this year. You might have a rare opportunity in 2020 just because of the economic conditions where your taxable income is going to be lower this year. Or as I mentioned earlier, maybe you're 74, you know, you're over 72. Well, there is no required minimum distribution this year. The CARES Act waived that requirement. So, you know, you you might have an opportunity here to maybe do some Roth conversion in a low tax bracket. Now, the other thing I want to mention, and by the way, there is no income limitation on a Roth conversion. There is an income limitation on Roth contributions where you're adding new money to IRA or Roth out of income. There's an income limitation, and you have to have earned income. And for a married couple, it phases out around $190,000, and about half that for for, joint, for a single filer. Uh, actually, a little bit more than half that. Uh, but, it, but on a Roth conversion, there is no income limitation, and you don't have to have earned income. 
Now, and in most years, if you're 72 or older, you have to get that minimum distribution out before you do your Roth conversion. Believe it or not, doing a Roth conversion first when you're 72 or older is actually a prohibited IRS transaction. You have to do your RMD first. But then after you've done your RMD, you can do Roth conversion. There's no income limitation. You don't have to have earned income. And then in 2020, there is no RMD. So you've really got some opportunities here to maybe do some Roth conversion planning as a hedge. You know, I don't know for a fact that income taxes, other than going up somewhat in 2026, I don't know for a fact they're going to go way up in 2030, in the 30s or 40s. I think they probably will because of all this deficit spending to get us through this. It's like getting us through a war. It really is. So I just think the tax planning element in your financial plan, and then there's also, you know, the getting 0% tax treatment on long-term capital gains, because when you're down in a 10 or 12% income tax bracket, your capital gains bracket is zero. And if you sell off enough capital gains where you then go into a 15% bracket, believe it or not, it does not change your ordinary income tax bracket. If you're 10 and 12% for ordinary income, you stay at 10 or 12%, even if you're, you have a large long-term gain. Only the gain gets taxed at the 15 or 18.8, depending on how much income's there. could even be 23.8. But your ordinary income stays at 10 or 12. So I don't want it to be too confusing, get too much into the onion here. But they're understanding the tax return and where we are as a society today and that we're basically in a wartime spending. And what does that mean down the road and the implications once we are through this, which we will be through this, and I think America will be great. But how can we, you know, but what are the long-term tax implications and the Social Security benefit implications? So tax planning, Social Security election. Now, when we come back, there is now an at-home COVID-19 saliva test. What's going on in the world of testing don't go away as you listen to more living with Jim Brogan right here on News Talk 98.7 WOKI. And then the sheriff came around in the middle of the night. Heard mama crying that something wouldn't right. He's headed down to Knoxville with a weekly load. You can smell a whiskey burning down Copperhead Road. Thank you for listening to More Living with Jim Brogan. If you miss any of today's show or want to listen to it again, visit broganfinancial.com where you can access the podcast and other educational materials to help you in your journey through retirement. And now, here's Senior Market Advisor Magazine's 2011 National Advisor of the Year and host of More Living, Jim Brogan. I'd urge you to check us out online, and I want to tell you, you know, I'm not doing any more college classes until August, and we're hoping to bring those classes in the fall to you both live and virtually. But in the meantime, I do have a 30-minute on-demand webinar, Keep Calm and Retire On. What do you need to be putting in place? Kind of an evaluation. Where have we been? How do we get here? You know, what? put it in the context of history. How unusual is the market reaction? which affects your money, where are we likely headed in the shorter term, How the dip, what are the different potential recoveries we could have, 
And then what does it mean long-term? How do you plan for it? If you're, if you're already retired, how should you plan? If you're about to retire, how should you plan? And if you're going to retire in three to five years, how should you plan? So that, that webinar, Keep Calm and Retire On, it's complimentary, and it is on demand. So you can watch it when you've got 30 minutes. And it's a video. It's a PowerPoint presentation, and there will be a small picture of me. Luckily, I'll be small and off to the side so you can see the charts. But go to broganfinancial.com. You can click on webinar, and you can on, download that on-demand webinar. You can also download our guide, Market Volatility in the New Age, Retirement Planning in an Uncertain World. So go check all that out online. Follow us so we can bring you great information so you can make great decisions that impact your future. Now, the, uh, the FDA issued an emergency use authorization for the first at-home COVID-19 test that uses saliva samples. Testing, of course, the availability of testing has been one major issue in the fight to limit the spread of the virus. So uh, people can send their saliva to a lab for results. Uh, testing for COVID-19 is usually involved nose or throat swab samples. This is a saliva test. Now, right now, the test is emergency use only for diagnosing COVID-19. Uh, the COO at Rutgers University Infinite Bio Biologics Lab says that this can facilitate that collection at home certainty with a prescription under medical care. It requires a prescription. We can get to those that are quarantined, don't have the means for transportation, or are too scared to go outside. Now, this is just one type of authorized COVID-19 diagnostic test. I don't know exactly what the reliability is of these tests. You know, I'm not a doctor. I know that's something that everybody's working on. It is prescription only. There's another prescription only test made by LabCorp that has also received FDA authorization. There are more than 80 types of COVID-19 tests, and there will likely be more in the future. So testing and tracing, as you've heard, is going to be very, very important as things open up to trace, uh, to, to contain the coronavirus. You know, and, you know, the, the whole reason for the shutdown, from my perspective, was to help our medical professionals and our facilities be equipped to be able to handle it. Because mortality rates, when the, off, when the hospitals are over flooded, mortality rates, and, and we have stress to our healthcare system, mortality rates go up. When you're well-equipped to, to handle these illnesses, mortality rates go down. Now, how we handle our day-to-day -day is very important. I do want to tell you today what we are doing in our office at Brogan Financial. We were uh, virtually for about, I guess, five weeks maybe. I think it was late March. I don't remember the actual day, but we were virtual with full support for our clients, and for people who are interested in becoming clients. We have been doing virtual video reviews. We've also been doing phone consultations and, and virtual consultations. Um, we, the last two weeks, we've mostly been in the office. We've had a couple employees that have continued to work virtually for various reasons. We've not been, as a rule, having client appointments in the office. Starting this next week, we're going to do a little bit of a given of a touch and feel. For those of you who would like to come in in person, we have procedures in place to protect you. 
For those of you that would continue to maybe do a virtual phone meeting, we're using Zoom. We do have security protocol in place for that. Um, and we can also do phone reviews. We also have ways to share information back and forth completely securely. Very, very important. So we are using social distancing in our office. We are sanitizing and disinfecting the space before a client comes in and after a client leaves. We are limiting the number of appointments in the office. We are not having people wait in our lobby. We're having people, we're calling them when we're ready and they can come right in and come straight back to the sanitized conference room. And then we are still offering the ability to have video conferencing or phone reviews. So I think that's very, very important. We want to help you protect your wealth, but by all means, we want to protect you, your health. So if you want help, you're just not sure about things, you don't have to wait. We've been working virtually for some time. We have full capability to support you, share information privately and securely, and help you develop a plan while you're dealing with all of this a plan to reduce income taxes in the future, a plan to maximize the Social Security benefits and all of the things I've talked about today. So today I've talked about your wealth because greater wealth provides for more living so you can live the best years of your life your way. Many thanks to Colin, many thanks to Jill, both for helping me produce the show. Thank you for helping make this the number one weekend show on WOKI. And thank you for tuning in today to more living with Jim Brogan on News Talk 98.7 WOKI. The views expressed by Jim Brogan and his guests are not that of Cumulus Media. Any discussion of financial, legal, and tax planning strategies is not intended to be individualized advice and is general in nature. Always consult with your advisor for advice specific to your needs. This program's content does not represent a recommendation of any particular security, strategy, or investment by Jim Brogan or Brogan Financial Incorporated.